Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. 3HL. Powered by Spring Hill Heating and Cooling. With Brent Doherty, Don Davenport, and Ron Slay. Retail 104.5 The Zone, broadcasting live from SEC Media Days on Radio Row. We're quickly becoming the last radio station on Media Row, but uh, <laughs> that, that, uh, that is where we are. Uh, presented by Spring Hill Heating and Cooling and Advanced Restoration, the FM Bank Chat is open on Zone TV. If you want to watch the show live, as Slay is doing right now, YouTube, Wait. Facebook Live, Twitter, mm. and Twitch. Twitch, please. Don Davenport is here. Rob Slay is here. We'll go from one right to the other because we got to get to a guest. Runsley. I'm in a building. I'm in a building. Oh, Rocky Top. Hey, Rocky Top yep. all day. This kind. This kind. Got no room. I like that. This kind. Got no room. I like that. I love watching no Bazzi on Zone TV because, like, no y'all can room. see no how flamboyant no she is with her gestures no and her hand room. movements. <laughs> and, yes. and when we have to sit this close together, like, You're gonna we're, get hit. we're in range. It's very dangerous. Yeah. yeah. We're going to catch yeah. some shrapnel. Uh, that's true. Uh, every Thursday, we uh, visit with Big Savagery. Ramon Foster joins us now at Ramon Foster on Twitter. You can hear him every morning. RK Dub weekday, 6 to 10 a.m. on 104.5 The Zone. Absolutely killing it. Ramon, congrats on all y'all's success. Welcome in. How are y'all? Man, thank you. Same to y'all, man. Y'all know the motto. Everybody eats, man. Everybody eats. <laughs> Big savagery, man. We had our guy Josh Hyper stop through, dog. Like I, I, I know you guys had um, a lot of people come through on the morning show, but we we were granted, you know, a little a little time with Josh Hyper, man. And he seems like Bab said it. Seems like he's in a totally different space as far as um, the love that he has for his team, the relaxing and being able to talk about his guys. What's your feelings, especially you know being close to the situation and being a former player up there? Well, I'm going to say this. It really does make it a whole lot easier when you're coming out a day after having a five-star commit. <laughs> that makes it a whole lot easier. Well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you, but, but the reason he got that, though, is because he came in and showed that his product can work. Uh, well, now we're in the phase of seeing how long his product will last. And me personally, being of all, I hope it lasts for a very long time to the point to where you catch up, you know, with the others that we speak of, the Georgias, the Bamas. You know, the Clemsons, the Ohio States that are in that conversation. Let's keep pace in this race. And I think that's what he wants to do. Danny White is giving him the, you know, a vote of confidence. Uh, his players are backing him. I've talked to some folks around the program, too. And it's just, you know, uh, the, the conversation around Josh Heupel has been this. He loves his players, and they know it, and they love him back. And when you got that, no matter where you are in recruiting rankings, y'all know how they say, like, you can find ways to have your players drink the Kool-Aid, Right. And if yeah. he can do that in his system and get results on the field, man, the sky's the limit for this guy. And you also have to say this, Savage, I heard you on Paul Feinbaum a little bit. Is everybody's kind of been talking about Lane Kiffin. I, I, I think, you know, you can come into a, a, a SEC media day talking about college football is bad if you don't have the backing or if you don't have 
the support or fan base that other teams do. I'll just throw Georgia mm-hmm. out there, watching Texas, or I'll say anybody but Tennessee. LSU is another one. It's because your school becomes attractive. Tennessee has been and is one of the upper-class college football programs in Bazley. Same for your school. I know who Hugh Freeze is chomping at the bit to get you guys back up top and you is excited to be in a place like Auburn because you know the brand is good. It's a matter of you sustaining and building that brand to a portion where you can sit at SEC Media Days and kind of poke your chest out a little about when a reporter asks you who's the real UT and you give them a five-word answer because that's all that's really necessary. <laughs> the brand speaks for itself, right, y'all? So that's yep. where Josh Heupel is right now. Getting the support from uh, upper management or, you know, the chancellor, athletic director. But when it resonates to your players and you see that in their offseason workouts and then summertime camp, you get those results on uh, game day, you can walk a little bit more comfortably. The receiver you mentioned, uh, for those that don't know, five-star wide receiver Mike Matthews picked Tennessee over Georgia, Clemson, and USC. You would think. Savage now with uh, that investigation gone and done with, and, and Hypo even talked about, you know, other schools recruiting negatively against them because of that, can't do it anymore. Um, but also the ability that Hypo has now to sell what you see on the field, what they are, they're clearly defined. And if you're a wide receiver, like you wouldn't even, I don't even think you would care if, you know, two or three of the other top 10 receivers were coming because <laughs> there are going to be plenty of balls flying around out yeah. there. It really is, man, and, and that's the thing that I've heard he's done a really good job as as far as, like, having the talent and having the ability to manage that type of talent, too, because everybody understands that their rep could be the most important rep for this team, the way he sets up his offense, and it's not really an issue as it stands with wondering where you are as a player. When you're a former player, you have ways of being fully transparent with guys, and his staff, from my understanding, has been that way with those dudes to the people that I've talked to. And that's a beautiful place to be at, man, especially in this day and age of, you know, college, um, just, just NIL and, and transfer portal and whatnot. Uh, for all the ones that don't like it, the ones that have embraced it thus far, even Nick Saban has. And, and, and uh, Dabo Sweeney, too. Like, you see the benefits of it if you do it right. And, and Josh Heupel and his staff have been doing it right so far. At Ramon Foster on Twitter, Ramon Foster with us, 6 to 10 weekday mornings on 104.5 The Zone. Big Savage, man, how important is it um, for the trenches, like to get depth in the trenches and have people come behind and come behind guys that are, are leaving and be able to replace them and not miss a beat? Because you look at Alabama and you look at Georgia, and that's, that's what's happening, man. The trenches on both sides of the ball is really important in the maturation process, if you will, um, moving forward. And I think that's – you're going to get the skill, guys. That's the glitz and the glamour. But to be able to attract the big dogs up front to control the trenches, how important is that? It's super important, man. It really is. We had Dave Hooker on our, our show this morning uh, from Off the Hook Sports in Knoxville, and we'll ask him about, man, how big is this for Mike Matthews? You know, how close would this make Tennessee in com- competition in the SEC with the five-star wide receiver? That's the same question, heck, I would have asked, right? You know what he said? It ain't even about him. He's like, you go get numerous amounts of them. You better get those bigs up front. Yeah, and that's yeah. what matters in football as – as happy as the NFL is, high school football, and college. Heck, even my son's little league team is throwing the football around the field. Guess what? If you ain't got nobody up front to control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, you really got nothing. And that's the beautiful part about what the SEC is and 
that's something that, that you know, uh, USC and UCLA is going to have to learn about going to the Big Ten. If y'all ain't got no big boys up front to control the line of scrimmage, then your team really is, is at a real stop hole when it comes to you moving forward into that top tier of college football. So well, I'm excited to see them get those big boys and everything right now. Yeah, and no, I think you make a great point, too, because, uh, you know, I think we get caught up, and I think a lot of people do, in, in the big plays in that Tennessee offense and pushing the ball down the field. But the reality of the situation is the guts coming back is more than 1,500 yards of rushing offense with two running backs that are coming back. Um, so that that is a key factor as well. And you keep thinking, like, if Heupel gets that one stud running back that's like a home yeah. run threat, then that mm-hmm. offense takes another leap. You know what, Mayor? That they have a recruiting class right now that have what you think is one of those stud uh, running backs coming in from North Carolina. I'm trying to scramble and pick up his name right now. But with that being said, though, Mayor, like the running back position, I know we've talked crazy about it. Peyton Lewis from Salem, Virginia, Lewis, is a kid, yeah. four star. Yes, he's supposed to be a home run hitter. Hopefully, we get an opportunity to see that. Cam Felding, we saw that in the spring game, but yep. we, we we talked a little bit about the running back all this week with Derek and, you know, NFL players not getting their, their, their just do as far as money goes in this league. But in college, you are important. You are a guy that can change the tempo of your entire team. We saw B. John Robinson be able to do those. Heck, we saw Derek Henry do that in college a little bit, right? Uh, so having that home run hitter and a solid offensive line goes way further than any other thing I feel like at, at, in all sports. I mean, at all sports level when you're talking about football. Now, let's shift a little bit. Um, the Titans bringing in a guy, George Fant, coming in on Saturday. You, you, you know this guy. You, you, you played against him, you know, um, kind of know his process and what he's going through. What's your thoughts on him and what they're bringing in and you running into him? I think it fits what the Titans is, is, has, uh, has done in the past. I'll say this. Uh, his pass protection is one of those things that's, that's been solid. He's been around the league for a while. He's been in numerous mm-hmm. different systems. Also, um, and, and having the ability to block for Brees Hall last year, right, and, and mm-hmm. to come down here and block for Derrick Henry, I think will fit right into what they want to do. This Titans team has an offensive line that is very athletic. He fits that mold, too. He's a former college basketball player. But uh, yeah. I ran into him at the airport, and he looks good. Uh, we talked a little bit about the, you know, the Titans being involved with him. He said it on social media, and he texted me, too. I'm interested. But, of course, business is business when you guys look into what the Titans want out of him and, truthfully, what's the transaction on his end. I won't go any further than that. But if it's to be, he's right here in the city. Uh, I know it's something that's on his radar. uh, And it'll be interesting to see if they can get him signed before camp kicks off next week. What – where do you think he's most comfortable? Left, right, doesn't matter – because if you uh, look at his think, numbers last year, they, they weren't great, but I know he was coming off an injury. Yeah. Uh, I would probably put him at right because uh, Coach Matt kind of said this to us, and I feel like he said it with y'all too. Why move two players to, you know, make yeah. one fit for you know? So if MCF right. is out, what's that? No, I, was, I, I agree with oh. you. And you don't even have to move one if you bring him in. You, you don't move anybody. You don't. And yeah. y'all know the beauty of this too is – if he plays well enough and NPF comes back after the six games, you still have the position to say, NPF, work. Show us that you kind of want to have this spot back again. Not to say that NPF won't get it or he's not the known starter, 
But when you have situations like this in your professional career where you get suspended, there is a level of, hey, prove to us why you belong in this situation. Why should you be a starter? You did something to hurt us. Whether you didn't do it on purpose or not, you're still in the media as far as being a guy that's suspended from the league. So if George Fent does come into this team and plays well, guess what you got? Depth, because MPF is still on the horn and under the contract. And I'm guessing if, uh, if George Fent signs before training camp and he makes opening day roster, then his salary is guaranteed. So you're going to have him on yep. roster anyway. Yeah. Well, and then you have a rotational guy at the very least. Um, mm-hmm. So exactly. I, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, Ramon Foster with us uh, all your years for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who was the toughest guy you had to block? Toughest guy I had to block? Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> me. <laughs> oh, my God. We'll lock it up whenever you're ready, Savage. You hear me? Um, toughest guy I, it would probably be Geno Atkins out of Cincinnati because we saw each other two times. But the guy that I saw like maybe three times in my career is actually VFL, Malik Jackson, who just retired. And the, <laughs> what got me with Malik was he's just as tall as I am, and he's got just as long as arms as I do. And he's just he was a 300-pounder guy. So he came with speed, agility, and long arms that always kind of gave me issues. I never worried about the guys that just wanted to run through my chest because I had the size to handle that. I worried about the guys that were quick, long arms, or the guys that had really good leverage like Geno Atkins. Yeah. And I got to give credit where credit's due, too. Uh, Casey, Jarrell Casey. He was a headache until mm. I figured him out a little bit, and he still was, <laughs> man, because he was so freaking shifty and side to side, and you didn't know if he was going to bull rush you, yeah, he, could he was going to long arm you, yeah. or he was going to go around you. So that was an opportunity where he got me, I think, the year before, and then it was the time we were playing the Titans almost like every other year, every year. And then I had to be like, no, nah, i got to get him back. And I really <laughs> dove into studying him. And uh, Munch and I, I remember Munch bringing a Mike Munchak, former Titan, uh, yep. Oiler also, a former Oiler and Titans coach. Just, yep. you know, we really trying to break down how I'm going to block a guy like Jarrell Tyson. So immense respect to him. He was in that conversation of shorter guy, works leverage all the time, and, and could get into your chest still. Big savagery, Ramon Foster. You can catch him 6 to 10 weekday mornings on 104.5 The Zone. Always love the visits, man. Love listening to the show. Keep pounding away. Absolutely. Y'all enjoy. All right. There he is. At Ramon Foster on Twitter. When we come back, Greg Cosell, we're going to break down some of these elite running backs. Yeah. That have, uh, that are feeling disrespected. And uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> go with uh, what the tape shows of them. Also, um, I talked to Greg earlier today. He has working knowledge of George Fant, so we'll get his take Crazy. on George Fant. Yeah. And then uh, DeAndre working Hopkins, knowledge. obviously, signing with the Titans. We'll dive back into that topic as well. Greg Cosell from NFL Films next. Don't want to miss it on 104.5 The Zone. Let's see. Something different for dinner. Searching restaurants near me. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Gee, same old, same old. Wait, we're, we're right here, ma'am. Our restaurant's just a few blocks from you. Why is she not seeing us? Back to the usual. I guess. Ma'am, can you not see us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local restaurants. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at CumulusBoost.com.
Afford Anything is a podcast that teaches you how to be smart with your money. As a small business, you don't have the resources to pay the level of overhead and for the level of services that a Fortune 500 company could afford. So I certainly understand why, if you want to offer benefits, the providers of that, that that fee is going to be higher because there's more account management per employee. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. No, today. Great show, 1045 The Zone, broadcasting live from SEC Media Days, presented by Spring Hill Heating and Cooling and Advanced Restoration. Kirby's laughing about a story that happened today. The Open Championship, Victor Hovland was hit with bird poop. We were just talking about that. Wow. <laughs> what do you say? He's, his quote was like, I just got crapped on or something. I just got Shiano'd on. Yeah. That's what, he, <laughs> what, was it, what was he doing? During his swing. Playing in the Oh, British really? Open. Yeah. Bird poop. I just told my story about being at, being at the uh, Titans practice facility like several years ago, leaning up against the practice bubble, and some bird pooped on the practice bubble, and it just ran all the way down the side. I didn't hear it, see it. He's probably going to win it. But I felt it. You, uh, yeah, it's good luck. Good luck. That's what bro. they said. Yeah. I went home. I didn't stay for that the rest don't of sound practice. Like it's you ain't getting any interviews today, bro. Birds pooping in I'm here. Out. How's that good luck, though? Uh, Greg Cosell joins us from NFL Films proudly, I guess, after that story. Greg, what's up? How are you? <laughs> Yo, Greg. All right, we'll get him on in just a second. We're going to talk about the running back, like the elite running backs. Um, the top four running backs in Madden are Nick Chubb, Christian McCaffrey, Josh Jacobs, and Derrick Henry. Nick Chubb, number one on that list. We're going to talk about George Fant as well and DeAndre Hopkins. Probably because he stayed the healthiest, you think? Well, yes, I mean, old? he's got those crazy workout videos out like Derrick Henry Yeah, both too. of them. Both of them. And he, he does a little bit more, right? Catching out of the backfield and things of that nature. He does, yeah. Yeah, because they had, um, I forgot who was that, the running back behind him. But he was cold, too. He was the truth also. Yep, he, and uh, then got out of them. Christian McCaffrey, a three-down guy for sure. See, Mac, now he's different. Yeah. Jacobs, yeah. How many Alabama? That's two two Alabama guys on there. Yeah. Yeah, Georgia. Two in the top four. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey for Stanford. Did you see the stat that Stanford is going to be they right now they're underdogs in all twelve of their games? Stanford is? Isn't that crazy? Considering where they were? Who's coaching them now? They still got the same coach? Um Darn, I forgot his name. Who? Stanford? Yeah. I forgot his name though. Um light skinned brother. Ball David head. Shaw? David Shaw. No. You knew what I was talking about, though. See? <laughs> yeah, your description got it. <laughs> I, 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 I knew exactly. I, I He's know. no longer there. <laughs> he got fired, what, about two years ago or a year? Yeah. Troy Taylor. It might have been Stanford three. Coach. Really? It might have been a See, while. it's the West Coast, man. I, I'm never in tune. I know. That's a shame, that, man. That's a, that's a great point. All right, let's try Greg Cosell again, at Greg Cosell on Twitter with NFL Films. Greg, are you there? You got me now, guys? Got yes, you now. There you as, go. There we go. As uh, Joe Hunt pumps his fist. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, that's good. Um, and by the way, David Shaw just left after last year. And he left oh, on his own. Oh, it was last year? Oh, okay. okay. Right. So I ain't that far off. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks, Troy Taylor is the coach now at Stanford. But uh, crazy yeah, stat that they are. Sacramento State. Yeah, they're, they're mm. underdogs in all 12 of their games right now as we sit. Um, 
the running backs are uniting on social media. Um, and then the, <laughs> the Madden running back rankings came out, which led us to maybe want to ask you about their tape. Like the top four guys um, with the Madden rankings, for whatever that's worth. Uh, Nick Chubb is the highest-rated guy on that game with a 97 overall ranking. What do you see on ta- tape from Nick Chubb that makes him special? I keep being told on Twitter that running backs don't matter. So why, you know, why are we That's discussing? That's what Matt Miller it? said, and then they, yeah, they all went after him. Yeah, run, running backs don't matter at all. So uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, it's such it's it, it it's so funny to me. But, but before we talk about specific running backs, it's so nuanced. There's so much more to it than just saying running backs are not important. You know, obviously. That's a ridiculous statement in and of itself. You know, obviously uh, they're not as necessarily important as the quarterback position in the NFL, but there's so much more that goes into a conversation about running backs and running the ball. And you can have an argument on both sides, which you can do with most things in life. You can have an argument and a debate on both sides. But it's just so fascinating to me how people you know, make these these bold, controversial, definitive statements as if, you know, they're not important. Um, you know, anyway, that's my 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 point for the moment. Um, Nick Chubb is really, really <laughs> good. I mean, yeah. Um, Nick Chubb is a really, really good running back. I mean, he's almost 230 pounds. He's explosive. He's powerful. He can run inside. He can run outside. He's in an offense that features the run game. So they start with the running game as the foundation. So he gets meaningful carries. Um, He's a really, really good back. So number two on that list, Christian McCaffrey, who's had some injury problems, but certainly um, maybe the most dynamic guy. Yeah, McCaffrey's different in the in, in the sense that obviously he's a very good runner, but he's an outstanding receiver who uh, can be used uh, detached from the formation, which Chubb really can't do. That doesn't mean he's never detached Nick Chubb, but McCaffrey is a big-time receiver. That was evident in his uh, college career at Stanford, um, in the NFL, the way he's been used in Carolina and now in San Francisco. Uh, not only is he an outstanding receiver when he's offset in the backfield, but you can split him on the on the outside outside and he can win matchups against yeah. defensive backs so he's a really good runner but an outstanding receiver uh, and I, you know and I think that for a lot of people that really enhances the value in today's NFL uh, no one would argue that it's it's not a passing league to a large extent so when a back can be a big factor in the pass game that obviously enhances his value uh, let me ask you about Josh Jacobs. This is one of my favorites, especially in fantasy. But outside of that, even just watching him play, a guy that can get in space, not like not as flashy as yeah. McCaffrey, but, man, loves to get in space, and they use him really well. well what's your thoughts on him, Cosell? Yeah, I loved him uh, right from the time he came out of Alabama because he didn't carry the ball necessarily a ton in college. Um, He wasn't really a volume back in college. Obviously, he's become that with the Raiders, and he certainly was a year ago. He's a a physical runner. Um, He's strong. He's powerful. But he has enough wiggle to him that he, he's not just a power inside runner. Um, he's a pretty good receiver, not at the level of McCaffrey. Uh, but Josh Jacobs, he, Josh Jacobs is the kind of back that is an attitude runner. He's, he's a tempo setter for an offense because of the physicality and, and toughness, both mentally and physically, with which he runs. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and throw Saquon Barkley into that mix, too, because, uh, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with him and the Giants, but... Man, he was good against the Titans last year. I know that. 
Yeah, Barkley's a different kind of back. Barkley is a big playback. Um, despite his size, Barkley is not really a true sustainer and grinder. And he wasn't like that at Penn State, and he hasn't been that in the NFL. But he can break off a long run any time. He's highly explosive, and another guy who's a very, very good receiver who can line up anywhere within your formation. But he's not truly a, a sustaining back. You know, Josh Jacobs is better at it than that. Uh, certainly Derrick Henry, who you know, he's a sustaining back. Um, but Barkley just has never quite been that guy. So the fourth on the Madden list is Derrick Henry, the king with the 94. Um, and I know pass catching has been a focus of his really in the offseason for like the last two years. But uh, go, and, uh, go ahead and hit him. Yeah, well, well, Derrick Henry is, is your, you know, definitive foundation back, the kind of back that you start an offense with. He's that guy. He's not. He's never going to be a big time receiver. They've tried. He's not going to be Bar- Barkley or McCaffrey in terms of splitting him out wide and being a true factor in the pass game. You know, catching screens does not make a guy a big time receiver. Pretty much any back can catch screens, but as a runner, he is dominant. You know, the th- and the interesting thing about Henry is we know he's close to two hundred fifty pounds. But his sustaining ability doesn't come from the fact that he runs over people. You rarely see him do that. He's just the kind of back that he just has this ability, and it's 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 kind of odd watching him, that when it's blocked for three, all of a sudden he seems like he got nine. And you don't know quite how he did it, but it happens all the time. You know, so, you know, normally you think of guys that big as being power backs that kind of run over people and through people. He's yep. done that on occasion, but that's not the way he gains his extra yards. Um, but he's, he's a true foundation back, and he's been that with Tennessee, uh, you know, since what his third year maybe is when it all started to come together and he became yeah. that guy and you know he's been a dominant dominant runner in this league you know the, the that's an interesting point about him not really running people over that that also that part of his technique allows him to not take the big hit yep you know yeah, you don't see him really get get laid out for a guy who you know i mean obviously he's an inside runner but he also runs outside they run a toss with him um you know pin pull concepts they do run him outside but he predominantly runs inside um uh you're right and he he, he rarely takes those shots where you go wow he just got hit hard it just doesn't happen he's got you know that's probably a feel and an instinct and a knack that he just has that you you know you can't really quantify but you're right he rarely takes big shots Greg Cosell with us from NFL Films at Greg Cosell on Twitter. Greg, I know you don't you don't talk in and speak in the hypotheticals, but and don't even think in them. But give me work, work with me on this one right here, man. Just, this sounds like a Don question to Coach Mack. <laughs> yeah, this, this, I learned how to set set it up without getting banished. So, um, Cosell, I know, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. have you have have do you watching film? Do you think Derrick Henry style? could be conducive to any other teams in the league because I, I, I i'm not not sure you can find that type of success with a guy well, like him yeah i mean it, it it depends what again now you start getting into philosophy uh right. approach of an offense you know derrick henry uh, i remember speaking to a coach on the alabama staff um when Henry may have just finished his first year in the league with Tennessee. And at that point, he was, you know, 
kind of used as a complimentary player, and people were uncertain as to what he could become. And I remember this coach telling me, who was an offensive coach on their staff, that he absolutely could be a feature back. So it just depends, Slay, on what kind of offense you want to run. If you want to run an offense where the pass game is the defining feature and and you're in the shotgun all the time and the back is not really foundational to your approach, look, everybody has to run the ball, obviously, but – there's different ways to run it, and there's right. you know, different percentages that teams run the ball. But if you're an offense and you decide that, hey, we want to start our offense with a run game, okay, then Derrick Henry fits what you want to do. You know, he could fit any team if they want to take that approach. You know, uh, many will argue that that approach does not work in the NFL the way it did years and years ago. That's always open for debate. Like I said, there's two sides to that conversation about backs. You know, we've yeah. talked about this with Tennessee. In 2019, Derrick Henry was the foundation of their offense. They averaged over 30 points a game, and they made it to the AFC Championship game. That's pretty good. So, yeah. you know, there's many ways to play in the NFL. There's many ways to win. Uh but at some point, you do need to run the ball. It's just how you choose to do it and the philosophy behind it. Yep. And guess what? If you don't have an offensive line intact, then you ain't <laughs> well, going to well, do any of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's and obviously that's a big – because Tennessee, you know, if you look at their roster, their defense is solid, should be pretty good. Okay, you know, we're not going to sit here now and say top three, top five. We don't know any right. of that right now. But they've right. got pretty good players. It should be a solid defense. You know, say what you want about Tannehill. If he's healthy, he's a professional quarterback. You can line up and play with Ryan Tannehill and win games. They still have Derrick Henry. Now that they have Hopkins, their receiving core is going to be meaningfully better. Uh, They're certainly expecting improvement from Chig and from uh, Traylon Burke. So let's assume there's, you know, meaningful improvement. Um, It's all on the O-line right now. You know, it's 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 that's the major issue because it was really really bad last year. And no matter what you have at other positions, if your O-line is bad, it's tough to be consistent on a week to week basis. Right. Which leads us to our next topic of conversation: the Titans bringing in George Fant, um, who was with the Jets and. You know, Brent loves that he played basketball. Four years of basketball. <laughs> college, so super. He played all four years in high school, and, and he was a 20-point, 12-rebound guy in high school. Yeah. Well, his senior so year you know at Western, athletic. 14 points, eight boards at Western Kentucky. I love it. I love yeah. Don his athleticism. Yes, but what, what, does his, uh, what does his football tape on the line look like? Yeah, I mean – you know, because he's an athletic guy, he he became a left tackle and then a right tackle. He's played both tackle positions. He's always been a good athlete. Um, you know, he's had some good moments in the NFL. He started a meaningful number of games. He does have good experience. I mean, you know, you're dealing with a guy that's 31 years old. He's not a kid. He's You know, he was undrafted uh, by and, and then started for Seattle for a number of years. You know, then was with the Jets. Um I believe he has 60-plus starts in this league. So, you know, he's a guy with a lot of yeah. experience. Uh, my guess, did they sign him officially? No, no, he's working out tomorrow. If it goes well, I would expect it. But I mean, because, we'll you know, oh, yeah, Saturday, at, sorry, this, Saturday. at this moment in time, if you sign him, he's going to be the right tackle. I mean, unless something dramatic happens, you know, that we that in the future that we don't know about as we speak now. But if they sign him, barring anything unforeseen, unless he's totally finished as a player, in which case they wouldn't sign him. But if they sign him, I would think he's going to line up with the first unit at right tackle. 
Greg Cosell with us from NFL Films. At Greg Cosell on Twitter. All right. We've talked about this for about four weeks now. It's, it's almost Maybe official. Five. <laughs> yeah. Damn, I'm going to be down Hollywood. there, too. I'm coming down for a couple of days. Oh, are you? Yay. There we go. Yeah, I'm going to come down for training camp for a couple of days in uh, in August. Yeah. Buck Ooh, probably I think, I think probably the last two practices before they hit the road and, you know, start doing, you know, those uh, uh, practices, practices with other yeah. teams. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Tell us about tell us about real quick re- reiterate what you think of DeAndre Hopkins and what he could mean to this group that he's going to be with. Oh well, yeah, I mean DeAndre Hopkins is a professional receiver. He can line him up inside. You can line him up outside. He's really, really good in the short to intermediate areas. He's phenomenal against zone. Um, he knows how to find voids and, and and openings in zone coverage. I mean, he's a really good pickup. You know, keep in mind with a bad quarterback situation a year ago. In uh, uh, Arizona, um, he, and he missed six games. He still caught over seventy balls. I mean, this guy is a productive, high-level NFL receiver, and there's no reason to believe he still can't perform at a high level. He's just—I people just have to understand—he's not a burner. You know, he, right. they, I hope they don't expect him to be running by corners. He's never quite been that guy. That's not who he is. But he's still a, a high-level NFL receiver. Yeah, combat catcher. I, I'm, you know, the interesting thing to me is is that receiver room without him. You were you were asking rotational guy to be like an every down guy. Now that that enables other guys like Nick Westbrook, Akine, for example, to to be more of what they are. I, I know he doesn't want to hear me say that, but more more into that rotational role. Signing him has to help the entire group, right? Well, of course it does, and and don't forget. Traylon Burks, and we don't know, you know, he's going into his second year. You know, there's a lot of receivers going back through the history of the league that have really come on in their second year after, you know, tough first years because sometimes it can be hard. I mean, obviously, there's first-year guys who come in and play extremely well. We know that. But some guys, it takes time. So this is a big year for Burks, but he's a talented guy. So, uh, you know, let's hope that he develops. And then, then the receiving core is really not that bad at all. Love that. What does he do for Ryan Tannehill? Who, Hopkins? Yeah. And just well, the combination of Hopkins, well, Hopkins and, and all guy that. that and makes may, it better. Maybe add Chad yeah, I mean, to that mix, too. Yeah. Yeah, he presents, you know, the thing about the thing about a, a receiver like Hopkins is he knows how to run routes against both man and zone. So he yes. knows how to get to where he's supposed to be. He knows how to change routes based on coverage. And, the, and Tannehill's a veteran as well, so he, he understands that too. So, you know, he, the thing with Hopkins is ideally he's a drive sustainer. So you're looking for a guy like Hopkins when it's third and seven, and these plays don't seem important in a game, but if he completely – Tannehill completes a ball to Hopkins for nine yards yeah. on third and seven, that's a big play. And it doesn't seem like one, and it's not going to be on the highlights, but those are the plays that help you sustain drives and win games. Great stuff. ESPN, yeah, that's really good. ESPN stats uh, info has that he had only one drop on 95 targets last year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's got phenomenal hands. He's got phenomenal hands. <laughs> and as to your point, like he's not a create space guy, so that stat is even more incredible. Yeah, but he creates just enough space versus man to catch the football. And then it's incumbent upon Tannehill to place it where it needs to be placed. Yeah. Greg Cosell, best in the business. Always enjoy the visits. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. See you in Greg. August. Yep. At Greg Cosell on Twitter uh, with NFL Films Must Follow. Uh, when we come back, who were the most long-winded guys at SEC Media Days? We've got some <laughs> stats for you. 3HL, 104.5 The Zone. 
Searching HVAC near here. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Wow. Nobody local? Huh. Wait, what? We are an HVAC company literally in your neighborhood. Why is she not seeing us? Just all the big chains. Well, it is what it is. What in the... Can you not see See us? us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local HVAC providers. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at CumulusBoost.com. Afford Anything is a podcast that teaches you how to be smart with your money. As a small business, you don't have the resources to pay the level of overhead and for the level of services that a Fortune 500 company could afford. So I certainly understand why, if you want to offer benefits, the providers of that, that that fee is going to be higher because there's more account management per employee. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Great tell 104.5 The Zone Sports animals here We're here That's about it (laughs) (laughs) It's like a graveyard in here David Pascal over there That's it though Three radio stations left. There are a bunch of tables, empty tables. We can get our tables looking for. I never even noticed that there's a lanai out there. Oh, yeah, man, Babs is the one got out there. That's where I had to go to warm up all the time. Y'all both look like raw chickens. I know. Yeah, man. It's hard to not go on the lanai, by the way. Why? So uh, so earlier today, our buddy from uh, from Huntsville, Tom Abraham, uh, was standing on the lanai, two tiles. Boom. Buckled in. He almost fell through. Oh my! Really? <laughs> yeah, and he fell down. Wow! What? It's still open. That's a hell of a story. Yeah, I mean, I mean they, they fixed it. Yeah, they, they had a guy out there that was jumping on the tile to make sure the tile was oh, good. Let me be that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, brother, let me let me just check this on the high rise. They fixed it, and then they said they said, "Hey, go jump on that to make sure it's sturdy." And you yeah. see him out there just jumping up and down. Now you got to sign a waiver to go out <laughs> out on the lanai and look at all the construction. Yeah, it's a beautiful <laughs> shot of the railroad and construction. Huh. Did you figure out your escape path out of here? Yeah, the the way I was going to take was not applicable. <laughs> so hey, I got to find a different one. Yeah, it's hard to. I mean, it's hard to drive down here. It's also hard to walk down here with all the construction that's going on. One hundred four five. The zone coverage of SEC Media Days presented by Spring Hill Heating and Cooling and Advanced Restoration. The F and M Bank Chat is open and popping. And popping, and um, you can watch the show live, YouTube, Facebook Live, Twitter, and Twitch. Twitch, please. Coming up in the 5 o'clock hour, you're going to hear from Ole Miss coach Lane Kiffin talking about NIL, and he goes down the path that Dawn brought up yesterday mm-hmm. or the day before. They, they run or together, every day. Or every day. <laughs> <laughs> pay them when they get to school. This, this pay-for-play thing is like, I'm going to pay you this much to come here. And that's the way it's going to be until there is some kind of resolution <laughs> and parameters put on. I wonder if they are. I mean, Dan Wetzel's like, man, leave it the Wild Wild West. Yeah. What are you going to do? He's all about it. He is with it. I, I just wonder. I mean, I see his point. Yeah. You, Wetzel's? Yeah. Yeah. I do. The guys that aren't having as much success with it are that, the ones that, that are like. That's the, you, you, so know what I mean? you know exactly where I was going. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, Although Ole Miss's collective is legit. Why are you looking at me like that? I didn't, I didn't say anything. I know you didn't say anything. It's radio. You didn't too. have to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, man. I, they, they are. The Grove they, is one of the better I, without, collectives in the country. Without question. Without question. Who's going? No, they are. 
They are. Oh, I'll you're back again. on the yeah. who's going to repeat Ole Miss. again. And see, this is my whole thing with Lane. This is why I don't believe like this is his end destination. Like it's this ain't his last stop. It can't no, be. No, it's not. Because it, he's too competitive. That wasn't nothing but competitiveness talking up there. That was yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? I can't compete. Same thing Saban went through. What was it, two years ago? Mm-hmm. Same, same exact thing. Like, these people want to fight, were man. way he behind. Yeah, like, come on, man. You, you can't let Georgia and Tennessee get the up on you. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Bama nah. caught up quick, didn't they? <laughs> didn't <laughs> Make a lot of sense now. Well, and the, and the rules and the laws are different state by state, too. Right. That's right. true. That's kind of what Greg Sankey's talking about. You need some sort of uniform thing. Yeah. Now, you That's know, guys like Chan and Terry are like, I, I don't know how you get that done. You know? Right. Unless you, unless you, and you know, we've all talked about this for years about the power, whatever, breaking free yeah. from the NCAA, creating their own thing, right? Having their own government, so to speak, and moving on. I wonder how much that's going to play on, and I, not we definitely not going there, but um, when election time comes, <laughs> how much is that going to play in, play in on some of these states, man? It's going to be interesting. I wonder about that with, and again, like I don't really get into all the politics, (laughs) but I do do say the, I do see the commercials and Mm -hmm. and who's the guy that's like, I'm the only candidate that voted against the stadium. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. is that really a selling point? I like, I I I wouldn't wouldn't let it be. Not sure. Everybody want to roll with that, but. Who are you backing for mayor, Babs? You want to go down that path? (laughs) 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 No. On your way on to assignment where you could just blow through this and move on. (laughs) I'm Um, going back. Just drop a bomb and go. I I honestly haven't researched it at all. I'm Um, back. And I don't live in Davidson County anyway, but so there you go. I'm back in Kirby. Kirby for mayor? Oh, Lord, help us all. Where is Kirby? No, not that Kirby. Oh, Oh, Kirby Smart? No. Oh, my friend (laughs) Kirby. Kirby, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kirby, Kirby. Well, I yeah. do. I have a friend who is running for mayor in <laughs> yeah. her. I forgot about city. that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just see. It's my friend group is is all up in politics now. <laughs> so we is. all want to be the change. <laughs> well, that little uh, soiree you threw at your house, she was all up involved and in charge. Oh yeah. So I'd vote for her. She mm-hmm. made my charcuterie board for me. Hey. Is that how you say it? Charcuterie. Yeah. I, I definitely could make. I, I'm surprised I you didn't you ask me, you, me and Slay to make that thing. Oh no! Nah, oh my gosh! Could you imagine? It would have been, been like <laughs> turkey, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> like the crabs. Yeah. <laughs> like cheese, crabs, cheese sticks, like, cheese slices, cheese sticks. <laughs> like who? Like, like the old school banquet. A couple of peanuts on there. Maybe some goo goo clusters in the corner. Yeah, that's what me and my boy roll with. Oh, man. Although, man, those would probably be pretty popular, though. <laughs> Our charcuterie board sounded good. It does. Me, it does. It really does. <laughs> that's a good idea. Uh, five longest opening statements um, at Media Days. Number five, Shane Beamer, 10 minutes and 50 seconds. Mm. And, you know, I mentioned Lou Holtz going through, like, a long enough opening statement to where he didn't have to take any questions. Right. Like, so some of these guys like to do that. Yes. Spurrier did that once, right? Yeah. And if, like, you've got trouble or something, mm-hmm. like, you want Hugh to Freeze tried to do that a few years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Took, like, two questions. Oh, when he was at Ole Miss. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't Billy- a few years ago. That was longer than <laughs> It really years was. Ago. It was, like, five years ago. <laughs> yeah. Billy Napier, 11 minutes and five seconds. Nick Saban, third, with 1140. Uh, Eli Drinkwitz, number two, with 12.09. The longest-winded coach this week, Kirby Smart, 
14 minutes and 38 seconds. <laughs> exactly, because he has go. trouble. Boy, he had a lot to talk about. Field. He took half the time himself. So what? what is the time, 15? And then open the floor for questions? You no, get like you do minutes. whatever you want. Oh, wow. You get like 30 minutes, but you can talk yeah. for two or like there I were. I mean, you remember Mike Leach two I years ago that. said, what do you want to know? Or yep. Go ahead. Ask my questions. Yep. And then like you, uh, zero opening mm-hmm. statement. He was just, it, he was like, it, I'm not here. Yeah. Try, and then you I'm not like trying to do that. Yeah. Coach O goes through his entire three deep mm-hmm. at every position. Yeah. We got three good punters coming into practice this year. What's well, funny, too, Leach, man, <laughs> I, I remember somebody like asked him about the Tennessee thing. Remember when he, he thought he had taken the job, but the AD got fired while he was in the air, so he couldn't get the job. And, uh, and so somebody asked him about that, and he went for like five minutes about the Tennessee coaching right. search thing. Right. And I'm like, dang, man, you're the head coach of another school. That's, I mean, that's so Mike Leach. He'll talk about anything. I was just about to say, yeah. Um, Pirate. Yeah, so that's what you've got. the Pirate. Rest Mm -hmm. in peace. Uh, Coming up in the next hour, you'll hear from Lane Kiffin about NIL. We've got that for you. Also, Joe Hunk with Jacob Warren. He's going to grab Amari Thomas. And then Sammy Kincaid is going to speak with Joe Milton. All that coming up, 3HL 104.5 The Zone. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.